Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Morning Man Sports Podcast. Today is a wonderful Tuesday, and I am stoked for it, guys. So let's go ahead and get with the show. If you're listening on SoundCloud.com or Google Play Podcast, make sure you're subscribing for the latest sports information that surrounds you. All right, guys, so we just wrapped up a very chaotic and controversial um, NFC and AFC title games this past weekend going on with the Rams and the Saints first. That has to be the most controversial NFC title game in football history, pretty much. Rams, of course, won 26-23 in overtime. Jared Goff had 25 over 40 attempts is 40 and completions is 25 of 297 yards with one touchdown and one interception. And he had his backup quarterback, John Hecker one for one for 12 yards. CJ Anderson definitely had a great game along with Todd Gurley, but uh, CJ Anderson is of course on top of this list with 16 carries with 44 yards with 2.8 averaging. Todd Gurley, of course, had a uh, touchdown in that mix with four carries, 10 yards, averaging 2.5 yards a carry. I'd say that, that's the Rams' offense was struggling at the beginning, of course, with Jared Goff's headset. And then they, it, it just seemed like nothing was connecting. The Saints' defense was on top of it. And whenever the Saints scored, I think, what was it? Uh, off the top of my head, I think it was the two field goals and a touchdown. Oh man, I, I actually had thought it was over with, so I just started playing on my phone. And then when I heard, you know, Rams touchdown, Rams field goal, I mean, oh wow, they're, they're going to come back. And so the game got interesting and it lasted for so long. My goodness. Then on the Saints side of the ball for offense, Drew Brees had six. 26 completions of 40 attempts with two touchdowns, one interception. His backup quarterback came in, uh, Tyson Hill, with one attempt, zero completions, averaging zero yards of play, of course. Mark Ingram, nine carries, 31 yards, averaging 3.4 yards a carry. Alvin Kamara, eight carries, 15 yards, averaging 1.9. Oh, man. <laughs> I have to tell you. Alvin Kamara did not have a great game. Mark Ingram had the 
better game than Alvin Kamara. And I'm just shocked. Michael Thomas didn't even have that great game. Michael Thomas had four receptions, 36 yards, averaging 9.0 yards a carry. This is not... This was not the Saints offense that I was expecting to go into this NFC picture game right here. But I will say this. uh, The controversial call, I am supporting the Rams in this scenario. The reason why, it's not because I'm a Falcons fan and, you know, I hate the Saints. But the Saints got away with a lot of pass interference and the face mask to Jared Goff. They got away with a lot of that. And so I kind of do not blame the Rams for taking advantage of this. Yes, of course, the league did come out and say, you know, it was just an honest mistake uh, that they should have, you know, done better about, you know, officiating and making that call whenever it was needed. But my thing is, you know, if you're, these were obvious penalties that the Saints were doing against the Rams that they should have been caught for but never did so this is kind of like the instant karma per se so I'm glad that the Rams won this NFC title picture or title game in general because number one they're more deserving of it and I do not want to hear Drew Brees' name ever be brought back up in the form of, oh, he's the go, he's the MVP. No, your MVP is Tom Brady. He is the GOAT. Drew Brees is like the Brett Favre of this modern generation. Yes, of course, Brett Favre did retire thing one in 09 or... 10 or 11, somewhere around in that picture right there, because I don't know too much about Brett Favre. But, Drew Brees, I think, is going down this um, Brett Favre road, where he has these great plays and stuff like that, but he chokes it at the end. He chokes it at the end. And I, I, I'm just, I'm disappointed in the New Orleans Saints. I really am. You know, they're not the team to really go on anymore. I think this is honestly the last, this was their shot at winning another Super Bowl. Now, yes, I know what you're going to say in the comment sections is you're, well, you're a Falcons fan. They blew a 28 to three lead. Okay. Well, that's, that's great and all, but the saints had two opportunities to go to the Super Bowl last year. They blew it. One was in a divisional round. Whenever they face uh, Minnesota, blew it then. Here they are now in the NFC uh, title game, blew it. I do not want to hear the MVP surrounded by Drew Brees no more. He is not that goat that everybody puts out to be. Next up, we got the Patriots and Chiefs. Oh, yes, baby. This is the one. That I was rooting for Kansas City for. That one player, uh, don't forget what his name was, but the roughing the passer penalty should have never been called on this situation. Because the roughing the passer one, his his arm didn't even touch nowhere near Brady's face. 
never dead. And what what do you know? Roughing the passer, a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. What in the world is going on here? His his head never touched his Tom Brady's face. This was the most stupidest call that I could ever see. Min- of course, now minus the uh, um, illegal blocking and all that crap, or pass interference, excuse me, on the Saints game. But this was stupid right here. It really was. But then there again, you know, Tom Brady is one of the special quarterbacks that he gets a lot of treatment. So, definitely, now this is my prediction going forth. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl in Atlanta on February 3rd. He retires. And whenever Tom Brady retires, alright, so I'm going to go back to Star Wars right here. On uh, Return of the Jedi, whenever the Death, Death Star number 2 was destroyed. All these planets were celebrating. I'm going to put that little meme on Facebook and Twitter and all that saying... Like the Death Star, which will be the Patriots exploding, and then all these planets celebrating, which will be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the New York Jets, Buffalo Bills, and the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to have them planets be like the teams with the Death Star exploding being the Patriots. I'm definitely posting that meme. I don't care what anybody says. I'm posting it. But for Tom Brady's stats for this AFC road victory, 30 completions for 46 attempts, 348 yards with one touchdown, two interceptions. I was I was shocked about the two interceptions right there. But the Kansas City defense definitely showed up. They are a legit threat next year in the AFC. Sony Michelle, definitely my boy from Georgia, 29 carries, 113 yards, averaging 3.9, a yard a carry with two touchdowns. And then, of course, Tom Brady, you know, ran the ball for a yard and got negative yardage. Julian Edelman, seven receptions, 96 yards, averaging 13.7 yards a carry. Rob Gronkowski, six receptions, 79 yards, averaging 13.2 yards a carry. I'd say, Gronk, this has got to be his best game. And and I would like to see him do even better in the Super Bowl. I really would, because with this kind of offense right here, they're playing to the max level. So this obviously has to be an indication, we're going to lose Rob Gronkowski next year. We're going to probably lose Tom Brady next year. Let's give it our all. Bet against us. <laughs> On the chief side of the of the ball for offense, Patrick Mahomes, 16 completions, 31 attempts, 295 yards, and three touchdowns. Yes, this sounds like, on paper, it sounds like Kansas City should have won with the three touchdowns over Tom Brady's one touchdown, two interceptions. Da- Damian Williams, 10 carries, 30 yards, and 3.0. With one touchdown as well. Sammy Watkins, four receptions, 114 yards, after 28.5. And of course, Damian Williams again on receiving. Five receptions, 66 six yards, after 13.2 yards to carry. 
with two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey with three receptions, 23 yards, and one touchdown. Like I said, guys, this on paper sounds like Kansas City. Kansas City should have won the game. But it all came down to the last two minutes because Tom Brady, within the last two minutes of any playoff game, he he's the best. He's like the number one rank in the NFL when it comes to getting the team out of a hole in the last two minutes. And, and I know it went into overtime, but that coin flip determined the outcome of this situation. And I knew whenever Tom Brady and the Patriots won that coin flip in overtime, I was like, yep, it's over. Tom Brady, he's going to do this. And I, I wasn't shocked. I was not shocked at all. <laughs> So it was a crazy finish, uh, but I do have the Patriots over the Rams in the Super Bowl. I hate it. I really do. I really hate it. But now it will be a shocker if Jared Goff does outduel Tom Brady in this scenario. But my, like I said, my prediction is Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Big six rings. He's going to retire saying no other quarterback is going to do what I did in my career of winning six Super Bowls by themselves. And and there really is not going to be another quarterback to do it unless, you know, you have another Tom Brady, but that's going to be in like 20, 30 more years in the NFL. You know, and of course, if the NFL goes on even more, which I think it will, but at that time, you know, that's when we're really probably going to see another Tom Brady. Come into this picture. Or Aaron Rodgers. Or or just any kind of great quarterback. You're not going to have another quarterback to win. Six Super Bowls by themselves. Moving on from Dextro.com. We got the now the full list. Of qualified Black Ops 4 teams. For the 2019 CWL Pro League Championship. The 2019 CWL Pro League for Call of Duty Black Ops 4 is due to begin on February 4th, but only four of the 16 teams were confirmed before the play-in qualification event began. Those teams are the top four finishers from CWL Las Vegas in December, Optic Gaming, in United, Splice, and Luminosity Gaming. Here are the other remaining teams. Midnight Esports. Yes, I've watched this game right here. And Midnight Esports definitely looked promising. There were there were some downfalls on both, you know, Hardpoint and ah, crap, I forget the other uh game modes, but with Pool C containing teams like 100 Thieves and Teams Spacely. Few were looking towards Midnight as a team that could come out of the group on top, but they defied all expectations with a string of incredibly dominant performance that carried them right into the Pro League. The roster is filled with some amazing young talent, including the likes of Dylan Envy Hannon and Demon Lamar God, trend that will no doubt be a team to keep an eye out once the Pro League starts up. 
Coming at number six is Team Envy. Yes, Team Envy is getting it right. Despite of a somewhat shaky performance at Vegas, Team Envy has now bounced back completely with a dominant showing in Pool B of the CWL Pro League Qualifier. After winning their first five games in Pool Play, the team secured a top two finish in the pool and will now look ahead towards the Pro League in just a few weeks. Coming at number seven is UYU. <laughs> UYU. Uh, UYU might have fallen a bit short at CWL Vegas with a 13th, 16th place finish. They came into the Pro League qualifier looking to prove themselves as one of the teams in Call of Duty, and they did just that with a strong showing in Pool D. With qualify wins over Mind Freak and Red Reserve, they could coast it to a 4-1 record after their first five matches, and that was all they needed to earn their spot in the Pro League. Coming in at number eight, now this is shocking, but I am glad that this is happening. 100 Thieves is your number eight spot in the Pro Leagues. 100 Thieves' journey at the qualifier certainly got off to a rough start in in day two with a 1-2 record, but the team managed to pick themselves up with the three straight wins on the final two days to secure their spot in the Pro League with a top two finish in full C. There are certainly still some kinks that need ironing out, but they could surely breathe a bit easier now knowing they've made it into the league. Coming at number nine is Team Responsity, if I'm pronouncing this right. This squad is filled with some of the best players in Europe, finishing just ninth and 12th at CWL Vegas, but they bounced back with a big win during the qualifier, locking in a top two spot in pool A to move into the Pro League. Losses to FC Black in Team Divine derailed what could have been a perfect pool play showing from this team, but regardless, they earned a coveted spot in the Pro League and could do some real damage once it gets underway in February. Coming at number 10 is Evil Genius. While UYU might have been the first team to secure the spot in the CWL Pro League from Pool D, that didn't stop Evil Genius from coming through their final games of the day to take the top spot for themselves. A convincing 3-0 spot over UYU to close out play in Pool D was all they needed to avoid bracket play on the final day and move right into the Pro League. Coming at number 11 is Ignimic 6. 12, Team Hurtics. 13 is Accelerate Gaming. 14 is Team Space. 15 is Red Reserve. And finally, number 16 is Overtime Esports. This right here, I did watch this match. I did watch this match right here. And they look promising. I don't know how long they've been in the league now. I will say that because I've been out of it myself of not watching. But the performance was definitely great. And I loved it. I love these new teams that come up out of nowhere and show off and make a statement. Regardless of any kind of sport, whatever it is. But it seems like in Call of Duty Esports or Overwatch Overwatch League Esports... It's like the it's the best adrenaline rush that you can ever get. 
But again, like I said, overtime esports, I don't know how long they've been in the league. They could be a new team. They could not be. I don't know. Because like I said, I've been out of it for so long, ever since Black Ops 2, that I kind of really never kept up with it until now. But these are your 16 teams that will go to the pro leagues starting February 4th. Moving on over to the WWE side of things. This was just posted today on the official WWE.com website. And we have more entrances for this year's Women's Royal Rumble. Well, excuse me, more names brought up into the Royal Rumble now. Starting off at number one, Charlotte Flair. I am, uh, I'm iffy about this. I'm iffy about this. Why do you want to put her in the Royal Rumble? Because, I mean, she she has Ric Flair's name. She don't need the Royal Rumble to win uh, a title. <laughs> I mean, seriously. But, you know, this is the whole storybooking right here. I don't know. Maybe we could get another, like, 30 seconds of Becky and Charlotte again. <laughs> if Becky wins... Well, excuse me, loses to Oscar and enters in the Royal Rumble. Number two, this should honestly have been number one, but it's Naomi. Naomi is more of a deservant woman in this scenario where it comes to winning the Royal Rumble. Because this is the only second ever women's Royal Rumble match. But, because of course Oscar won it last year and she was more deserving of it last year. But now this year, I think... Naomi is a little bit more deserving of it than all the rest of these women that is on this list. Coming at number three is Tamina. Uh, I see that being a good thing and being somewhat of a bad thing. Because um, Tamina will cause a lot of havoc in this scenario when it comes to the Royal Rumble. Shoot, I'm predicting she'll have at least six eliminations before getting eliminated by this one person that is on this list. Coming at number four is Peyton Royce. Uh, <laughs> her and Billy Kay are right now just mainly focused, in which Billy Kay is uh, at number five as well. They're more focused on the tag team championship at Elimination Chamber. And I don't blame them. So I think this one can slide by by Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Coming in at number seven, or excuse me, six. Dana Brooke, uh, yes, I think this is more of a fill-up spot than anything else, in my personal opinion, because Dana Brooke has not been on TV much, and she hasn't had a role like Alexa Bliss or Ronda Rousey or Sasha and Bailey. You know, she she's just here now. Coming at now number seven is Lana. Lana is one of those women that, you know, could make the upset with this Royal Rumble entrant. And I would say, you know, honestly, Lana would luck up to get at least three eliminations this coming Sunday. Coming in at number eight, this is going back to, to, to the Tamina situation, but Nia Jax. I think Nia Jax will turn on Tamina. Whenever Tamina gets these six eliminations, Nia Jax is going to have enough of it and say, 
you know what? I'm flipping you over the robe. You're not taking my spotlight. Just like that, and boom, you got another storyline, for say. Coming in at number nine, the final one, the new NXT superstar, Nikki Cross. Yes, I kind of do want it this, to, I kind of really did want this to happen. Uh, to have these newcomers be in the Royal Rumble to kind of, you know, get their feet wet, you know, see what the pro league's all about, which I know, well, okay, so NXT is the pro league-ish, but you're in a, like a de- de- developmental phase, if I'm pronouncing that right, where you're trying to get your character in right and get these kinks out of your wrestling moves worked out. Then SmackDown and Raw is your bigger league, where then now you got to show us that you work those kinks out. Or if not, you're going back to NXT, uh, which actually I'll have that, you know, in the link in the description about my past podcast of the people who needs to go back to NXT to develop a little bit more. And I, and I'll tell you guys, uh, here lately, now the news broke Monday, but now Sasha Banks wants to get out of the WWE contract. And I don't know about this. Sasha Banks is a big superstar in the wrestling world. I don't think WWE is going to keep her as long as they can and make her a tag team champion with Bailey. I do expect that to happen. But the other superstars like the Revival and Dolph Ziggler, and I think there's a little bit more, but I cannot remember off the top of my head just right now. But uh, Dolph Ziggler definitely deserves better. And if he has to go to the independent wrestling scene, by all means, do the Cody Rhodes route. Make yourself known in the independent wrestling scene and be the biggest star that you could possibly be. And there are certain people that deserve better in the WWE from the independent wrestling scene. And also, uh, on Monday's story right here, I'm actually recording this on a Monday and uploading it for Tuesday, uh, Matt Hardy has confirmed he has not retired from the WWE and will soon again be wrestling. This is coming from SkySports.com. Hardy has not competed since September 15th and several posts of his social media accounts have been interpreted as hints that that the much-loved 44-year-old had hung up his boots for the final time. So, yes, 44 years old, um, I say it's honestly about time to hang it up myself. But then there again, Goldberg. Goldberg, out of all people, I think he's, what, in his 50s now? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, but anyways, uh, Goldberg was still wrestling then, so there ain't no sense in Matt Hardy not doing it. His tweet says, no, I am not retired and I'm not going to be retired anytime soon. I worked my ass off to be rehab. Oh, he rehab, rehabilitated. I, I don't know how to say that and have physically been greenlit. My body is in the best shape has been in eight years. In year, excuse me, and I am the lightest I've ever been in 20 years. 
so really this this could set up to where Bray Wyatt comes back into action with Matt Hardy. Maybe they win the Raw Tag Team Championships again and then maybe you know hold on to it for at least say a year or so. I I would be fine with that. The Bray Wyatt and the Matt Hardy deal again. So guys, that is all the time I have for today. I sure hope you did enjoy, and if you did, make sure you hit the like button on both SoundCloud.com or Google Play, and also the same with subscribing, because I've been in a lot of effort into this, guys. I definitely enjoy this passion right here, and I hope to uh, bring it to new heights, excuse me, new heights each and every single day, and I cannot do it without you guys, so definitely Thank you again, and uh, make sure you're subscribed for the latest sports information that surrounds you. Until then, guys, take care. Peace out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.